When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. 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 Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. Alright everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 101. My name's Turner Sparks in New York City. And I am Mordechai Yitzchak Ben Yehuda Kaplan here in uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Wow! You can find me at Turner B Sparks on Twitter. You can find Mordechai Yakbadupa Kaplan. That that one. Ben, I'm the son of Yehuda. That's my dad. So that's how we we say it. Just like Osama bin Laden was the son of Laden, (laughs) the Jews say it the same way. We they stole that from us. You can find him at Cap in America uh, on on Twitter, and we're also on Instagram. Where do they find us there? Uh, you can find us at uh, Lost in America Pod. On the podcast today, Kaplan, you are in Allentown because it's Rosh Hashanah. Yes, Lashana to Tovah uh, to everybody, uh, he, all of our Jewish listeners who are listening uh, in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur by the time this comes out. But we're we're recording on Rosh Hashanah, so. It's a happy new year to everybody. Happy and, year. Do you know what year it is? Uh, it's the year of the duck. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> is it the a year? year of the salmon. Do you guys yeah, have but, animal years? or what? Do you, well, should we say, let's save it for later. You're going to tell me all about let's it. Let's save it for later because I have to look it up. I'm not sure what it is. All right, we'll, you're gonna I'll tell, tell you all me. about it. I'll look it up by then. You'll tell me all about Rosh Hashanah. But before all that, Kaplan, we have some pod developments. We put out the word a couple weeks ago that we wanted an intern. We're looking for interns. Misha Han wants to come in and do it. But before we get to him, we have challengers. We have people applying from your, first off, from your Syracuse University. I think they have, as we said a couple weeks ago, there's a major, you can major in podcasting up there. So students are, uh, our door, our, our phone's ringing off the hook and we have a letter, an application, our very first application. Should we, should I read the cover letter? Yeah. I said, just to, to clarification, it was, no one would believe you. These these kids know how to call. There's no phones ringing off the hook, but the emails <laughs> yeah. are, are laying up. The, the emails exploding with resumes. My my TV. computer's falling off the desk. Yes, yes. With exactly. the amount of emails coming in. So, our first one. So here, okay. So to whom it may concern, it says. I don't think they know who we are. Well, maybe they do. We'll see. It says to whom <laughs> to whom it may concern. I am a sophomore at Syracuse University, studying mass communications. In the Newhouse wow. School of Communications with a focus on podcasting. I saw your listing on a campus website. Are we, we're on the websites? We're on a, uh, yeah, a listserv. They got job listserv. Yeah, okay. This week. They, put, they put Lost in America up there. So I saw your listing on a campus website, and, I'm, and, and as I'm majoring in podcasting, I also th- and I also think America is a lost cause. I know I will be a perfect fit. Is that what we think? Do we think America is a lost because I think we're called lost no, in America. I think at some point we need to define a mission statement because people think that when you say lost in America, we're making like a political social commentary on America. Not yeah, we're not that doing that at all. We're making a but, commentary on ourselves. We're lost in America. Exactly. But anyway, he thinks America's as he thinks he agrees with us that America's a lost cause. So he'll be a perfect fit. He goes on. He says the right wing in America has gone too far. 
And if you bring me on your podcast, I know we can stop them. Just in my time at Syracuse University, I've personally protested speakers and comedians like Ben Shapiro, John Kasich, and Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> wow! I don't. Are you this person really going to Syracuse? I don't know. I don't remember hearing about any of these things. <laughs> I don't. I guess so. He said he's out there. Yeah, he's he. And then he says, "Believe me, I'm the first p- person to defend free speech in this country." Sounds like he's not, but he says he is. Is Larry the Cable Guy like a big controversial thing? I, I don't know anything about him. No, he's just no, no, no. He's not. I don't. As far as I know, not at all. He's just a comedian <laughs> from the <laughs> south. <laughs> right. He just can be, we're against cable. Yeah, you know, the no, I, cutters in college camp, the campuses, they don't want to hear cable comedians coming to them. But these hate mongers are saying things that nobody agrees with. Oh my gosh! Does he listen to our podcast? I guess. I mean, I don't. I'm trying to. I'm trying to say some hate mongering. Trying says, to get it going. He says, "I'm also <laughs> gathering my dorm this semester to protest the Dave Chappelle concert coming, that is rumored to be taking place soon." We don't need this kind of hate speech on campus. I don't know if we this guy is going to last a day on the Lost in America podcast. Yeah, I think you moved him to the back of the line. I think he's in the back of the line. So he says, so hire me, and we can take down all of these people and more. P.S. Go Orange. And that's all. Yeah, I think he's an imposter, because I don't even think we have a mass communication major. So <laughs> Dude, I think mass he's an imposter. He, he got it on our mailing list because he knows someone went to Syracuse. Well, that's that. We're going to have to get more. I, this first one, I'm going to say it. This is a hard pass for me. Oh, that's all right. We only have one resume. Oh, my God. We got to get some. That's all we have now. There's going to be more coming up. All right. I'm going to post. A, I'm going to put, you know, what? I think the posting wasn't snappy enough. This week, I'm going to make it a little snappier. Make a better post. All people in. I think, what should I say? What should I say about the job description that would, would catch, catch people's attention? Like, what, I, how should I describe the podcast? I think you should tell them that uh, the alt middle. I mean, we're not. This isn't a. We're not a left wing or right wing. We're not protesting Larry the Cable Guy or Dave Chappelle. So I should start this off and say, uh, how should we describe ourselves? Podcast, podcasting. Uh, you should maybe revolutionaries. What are we? I don't know. Okay, that's just great. Let's write yeah, this down. We are podcast revolutionary podcast. Yeah, we're going after everybody. And this is another clarification, because people get mixed up with this idea of the alt-middle. The alt-middle doesn't mean that we are we're we're not the party of compromise. We don't think everyone has good opinions. We think everyone has has good opinions. We think everyone has bad opinions. We have our own opinions, and they don't agree with the left or the right most of the time. Maybe every once in a while on accident we overlap, but that's not our Yeah, I mean sometimes they overlap, but you know, on both parties. But you know. But I think that the intern, I think that the the looking for an intern is very tricky to they're not fine-tuned brain power-wise in college to, to understand what we're, what we're saying. So I think we don't, we don't look for an intern on political grounds. It's got to be more on, on humor grounds. And they have to be, let's be honest, they just have to be hardworking and technically, like they have to know how to work the equipment. That would be helpful. So we'll call it a revolutionary podcast seeks hardworking tech intern. Nerd. Yeah, we want a tech nerd. Tech-savvy? Tech, tech tech-savvy. People want to be called savvy. They don't want to be called nerds. Oh, sorry. <laughs> savvy. We're looking for savvy. Intern. All right. Any um, skills they need specifically? And make sure we say this. No pay. Absolutely no pay. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. No pay. Unpaid. Yeah. No unpaid. We will buy coffee. Will we? Should we buy him coffee? <laughs> we'll have Ikram make coffee. <laughs> well, they can eat all, you know, at the, at the end studios, it's like, they have their own craft services. We've never let people in this way, but they got like, they go to Trader Joe's, they've got like animal crackers. and it's uh, good. Oh, here's a way to get hummus. them. 
Here's so a way to get them. stuff in the studio. End it by this. Say they have a chance to work uh, shoulder to shoulder with the, cr- the founder of Venmo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you will work shoulder to shoulder. And just to close it all off, make sure just underline the absolutely no pay. Just make <laughs> I, a- repeat, for, <laughs> I repeat. Underlining absolutely positively no pay. You will lose money on this. You will lose money. You for travel. We do not re- – or housing – um, or, or even a, a subway card. We don't give you a monthly subway card or anything like yeah. that. Put or anything like uh, that. That'll cover it all. And okay. all right. PS no, PS no fours are below. No, just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's keep it moving. Kaplan. We got a lot to get to. And also we're going to give you our, our first candidate that we're officially backing. Who's currently running <laughs> yeah, we got, in America. We got some endorsements to announce. We're going to endorse somebody. It's out of control. But before all that, and, and we got to get to Rosh Hashanah. Before all that, Amazon, guys, we, you guys are doing great. You're telling people about the podcast. We yeah. have new, uh, we have uh, our, our mail, to, we have listener mail we're going to read later. You guys are telling people the word's spreading. Last week was a huge week for us, our, our 100th episode. The numbers went up, so let's keep them going up. And the way you can support us is through Amazon. Go to Lost in America Pod. Bookmark, get rid of your Amazon app. Get rid of the bookmark. Just put Lost in America Pod in your favorites. And then when you gotta wanna go to when you want to go to Amazon, you click on Lost in America Pod, the upper right hand corner. Click that little link, the book, Audrey's book. That'll take you to Amazon, then do your regular shopping. It was another big week for us on Amazon Cat. So things are going well. Thank you. Let's get to Lost in America. I think it's all because of Trump. He's made America great again, and Amazon is sweeping the benefits. So thank you. I don't know if I support that, but let's keep let's get to Lost in America. Play the music. All right. Play the music. We're back. Kaplan, you are lost in America this week. You're lost in Allentown, Pennsylvania. What's going on? Yeah, well, I'm in Allentown, Pennsylvania, you know, before Shoshana, but it, you could almost say that I'm here to, to protect my family from the, uh, the mean streets of New York City. Because what's happened is Teddy Kaplan has started first grade, which is incredible. He was in pre-K when, the, when this podcast started. or He was just finished pre-K. So he's, he's like a real, real student now, right? And he's in first grade and... Things are, you know what, you know what, you start picking up as you get into these older grades, you start picking up curse words. So he's come home the other day and he's like, what's, he goes, what's backwards for kid? I'm like, what? He goes, what's backwards for kid? That, what is that? And I start to say it in my head. I'm like, what, wait, why? What? He's like, it's a bad word. These, these old, these, oh, basically these older boys were telling them bad words and they were telling them to them, but they were telling them backwards. So it's like a riddle. He's got to okay. figure it out. Oh, okay. What a, okay. So, the, so this is the way they told him. They told him kid backwards, which I hope you can figure out his dick. Sure. You know, it's not, not okay, I follow. Properly, I follow. <laughs> and uh, then he, so then he's like, and what about uh, Tish? Tish. So like they, they, he didn't have it. The, the SH, you know, seems to be, the, maybe these kids aren't like that old yet. So they couldn't figure out how to properly give it to him backwards. So, so it's a little more complicated to figure that one out. Cause that's like, and then he's like, and then he's like, um, wait, what's that one? Uh, it's shit is what he's saying, but he's like got the SH still in the right order, not in the backwards order, because there's no way to say hiss it. So I guess these kids couldn't say hiss it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah, okay. And, cool. then, and then they were like, um, uh, like, uh, cuff, cuff, or they told him or something. Oh, wow. Like, 
Yeah, these kids. So then it's like a double. Because then he's like trying to ask me. I'm like, he's trying to, I'm like, so my nature instinct is like, figure it out yourself, right? So then he's like trying to like lay out the letters. And I'm like, but then I'm, then I'm like, well, that was bad advice. Because either A, he figures out himself and now he knows all these curse words. And he's going to stay in them because he knows he's not supposed to. But B, if he can't figure out himself, I'm going to be worried about this kid's like, um, He's not too, not too bright. Sure. <laughs> like just, his reading, his reading read. comprehension. I'll, I'll give you, do you want my advice on this? Yeah. Okay. So here's what I think. I think these kids are geniuses. I think these little kids with the, they're also, this is what you get when you send them to the good school is that you get the kids who, the way they teach cuss words is they, it's in a riddle. It's a, it's a spelling lesson. It's a class. It's really it's it's what it, what it's preparing him for is for at some point in the future getting a DUI, but getting your way getting out of a DUI because they make you spell the alphabet backwards with a DUI. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, but if you've yeah. been figuring out cuss words your whole life backwards, then doing the alphabet backwards is a, it's a walk in the park. No pun intended. You can walk the straight line. You can do the alphabet. You could have you could be twelve Michelobes deep. And still uh, drive home without a care, a care in the world. So I, I'm all on the right. side of these seven-year-olds. I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't. But I mean, I'm not rooting for my child to drive drunk per se. No. But but one, no, I'm I saying can't. once it happens, when the opportunity <laughs> presents itself, he'll know how to get out. You want you're, you don't want him to drive brunt, drunk, but you also don't want him to have no life skills. Right. Exactly. It's kind of like how you know some of these parents are so into like everything's got to be. You can't just like waste time. Everything's got to be educational. And how, like, they buy these toys. Like, I brought up a few weeks ago these, like, coding robots. Like, you can't just, like, play with a toy. It's got to be, like, a toy that teaches the kid how to code or all that stuff. It's kind of the same vein. Like, this, he's got to learn how to spell properly in a riddle fashion if he wants to do the thing that all kids do, which is say bad words. Exactly. So, so I want, I'm curious, like, when they, like, when they get older and they, like, start offering kids, like, you know, weed and stuff. Do you have to like solve a riddle to get that or something? That would be a <laughs> Yeah, they probably they keep this tradition. It's probably a treasure hunt. They probably hide it somewhere. They're gonna be selling weed, but instead of saying, Hey, meet me by the bus stop, they're gonna say, Hey, meet me by the first house that George Washington owned in Brooklyn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're using their weaving in history, baby. I'm I'm all for it. I like it. I think he's in the right school. I think should we get to f- yeah. we have fan mail. Oh, let's play. Let's 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 hear it. Should we call it hate mail just so we can play the hate mail music? Yeah, because we don't have fan mail music, so let's just call it. It's all the same. Play the hate mail don't music. Hate me <laughs> because I'm beautiful. Don't hate me because I'm the best. Don't hate me because I'm the champion. Just love me. All right, we're back. Love the hate mail music, Cap. It's it's fine. It's as fine a hate mail music as you'll find on any podcast. On any podcast, I challenge United you. In the United States. In these United States. All right, first up, uh, first mail. This uh, it's I guess it's kind of a hate mail. It comes to us from Rob in Shanghai. All right, Rob in Shanghai. Doing, Rob? He's a first time uh, first time writer. First time hater. First time hater. He says when you guys say incest, it sounds like incest. Often, and that's all. Okay. <laughs> so that's just. Should a, we bring that up to Ikram and see what he thinks about maybe changing the name? Yeah, he should change the name of his app to Incest. 
lean into it. Right. You yeah. can, there's a lot of incest out there. People, people don't, um, in some parts of the world, it's a good way to, to reach the uh, real backwards areas that might not already be on other social media. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're going deep into the alt middle. <laughs> I mean, that's our it's a whole, no, no, no. And this is not, you know, I mean, you're global. Is this, is this as frowned upon around the world? I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, if we really are the, if we really are the platform of the world, then I, we, we do pitch a wide tent, but I don't know if we want to bring them in. It's really, you know what it is? It's like, you know how Mormons have like the Mormons are actually pretty normal, but then there's the Mormon fundamentalists that have like a hundred wives. That's our dirty little secret of the alt middle. I think is those people. (laughs) We have a whole, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, Ruby just asked me the other day. She keeps asking. She wants to know why she can't marry Teddy. She wants to marry him one day. So, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I try to explain incense is not a thing. But, uh. oh, there's there's more from Rob, actually. He goes on. He says, I like oh, the show. Yes. He says, I like the show in terms of talking with all of your comedian guests about international travel, etc. But I love the show as a comedy alt middle. It's so refreshing. Oh, thanks. So Rob in Shanghai, what a big fan. Well, and that's not, that's not really hate mail. That's fan mail. That's that. fan mail. Real well, fan he, mail. What, yeah, go on iTunes, Rob, and rate us a five-star review, please. Please give us a five-star review. Yeah. And Drew in Detroit says, this is from Twitter. He says, here's some statistics to break the podcast down. The correlation between Cap and America's blood alcohol content and my enjoyment of the Lost in America pod is R equals 0.978 hashtag whiskey. I don't totally know what that means. I think he's talking about last week's episode. Because I, you know... I don't know what it would have sounded like when we did it the first time around because I was drinking the first time around, but I was early into drinking. Yes. You know, and we had some technical difficulties. We re-recorded a few hours later. Not only had I had a lot more to drink, but then I had like time to like sort of like so, you're not sober up, but like when you're you've been drunk for a while, you start you don't have like that initial shot of like coherence. Yes. So like I I was listening to Jurassic Pod. I thought it was a great pod, but there were like moments when we were just like both just talking and like i don't think i was even hearing what you're saying you're hearing what i was saying we were both just jibbering around like two drunks at a bar <laughs> i wasn't even <laughs> drunk i was stone sober oh, it was just late at night you were just tired <laughs> but i will say i looked over at you a few times during that podcast and you were just i went to like ask you something and you were just watching people play chess well they were so the chess people were like looking over at us and i couldn't tell if they were getting annoyed because you know chess is like tennis or golf you need concentration yeah but who cares and it was our podcast I, the world I'm is a our studio. Neighbor. I'm a respectful neighbor. Well, I, you know, people want to take out, take advantage of the outdoors and play a nice wholesome game of chess late night. I don't be yelling in their face about the, you know, alt middle policy. So shame on me. But, shame. but I'm glad you enjoy I'm glad the fans enjoy the drunkenness. The fans enjoyed it. And that's who we do it for. Cap, that's the hate mail. That's it. We got no hate. Ince only is, love. Only love this week. Everyone loved episode 100. Ince is an app. You can get it in the app store. It's up to five minute audio recordings. You can. Uh, it also sounds like incest. We're gonna work on that. We're gonna put yeah, run that. If you are engaging in incest, or you want you want to rat somebody out about it, you, that could be on ins, incest. Incest that? Why not? <laughs> Let's get to Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> All right, we're back, Kaplan. Happy Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, we should we should begin with this with the fact that you didn't you want to you didn't even know there was a Rosh Hashanah. You, I think last week you thought Labor Day was Rosh Hashanah. Or was that your wife? Yes, we both so, thought yeah, it was. Thought, yeah, she thought Labor Day was a Jewish holiday. That's what it was. Yes. So no. 
And then you said to me about recording a podcast today in New York City, and I said, oh, it's Rosh Hashanah. You said you to totally me, confused. I will quote, you said, wow, you're really lost in America. It's Rosh Hashanah. I'm in, uh, I'm in Allentown, PA. But what I yeah. say is, I, wouldn't, I think I'm lost in New York City. I don't think I'm lost in America. Growing up in California, you never hear about Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, you don't hear it. It's not a, even even in Pennsylvania, you know, we were at the grocery store just now, and the, the cashier was all confused as to why my kids were and at school. She asked me if they were homeschooled because they're all from school in New York. The schools are closed. And Teddy's like, I'm from New York City. Of course, I don't have school today, which, so he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> so he knows it's specific to New York and other uh, and the hot the Apparently Jewish it. communities it's, it's, uh, around the United States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so today, so this is, uh, earlier I brought it up, this is the year, we're celebrating our New Year. It's the year 5779. That's it. Whoa, wait, you guys are 5,000 years in? We're 5,000, yeah, we don't do animals. That's, there's not enough, uh, we're, we're 5,779 years in. That's, uh, I think, when they used to think the world started. Wait, so we you might have been off by a few digits. So your Jesus died 5,000 years ago? No, we don't have a Jesus like that. <laughs> I'm just so, kidding. I know that much, but I, I genuinely, I this think is not they, a they, At some point in biblical days, they decided that that was when Adam was born or something, 5,779 years ago. They might have been off, not, not a scientist. That not checks that out. Into, that checks out. I don't know where the alt middle stands on evolution. <laughs> yeah, we're, well, that's next week. That's next week's episode. All right, we'll get into that, yeah, down the road. But um, So what happens? So, yeah, so, so we celebrate. So basically, West China is it's the new year, and it's two-day holiday because we have a lot of these two-day holidays um, because what happened was in, like, Israel, you know, they, like, knew when the holidays were before they had calendars. But then people who lived far away from Israel, they were, like, not exactly sure, so they would celebrate two days. And now we have all these calendars and stuff, but people want to have two days off from work. So we still... <laughs> It's still two day holidays. It's like two days of the New Year. So I don't know how much do you know anything about Roshan or what do you know? Nothing. I literally know nothing. I just found out about it last week, and I mean I've heard of it, but I didn't know it was the New Year. I have a hundred questions. Do all the kids, like in New York City, does every kid get off school or just the Jewish kids? Yeah, well, so in New York City, um, that's the thing. When I was growing up in Pennsylvania, we weren't off. I've heard that now, like some of the schools are off for like one day, where they'll say teacher and service day kind of thing. Yeah, but um. Uh, but in New York, they're off for both days and it's all schools. And I think it's, I mean, there's a lot, there are these like Orthodox public schools. So there's a lot of Jews, obviously in New York city, but in New York, they're very good about every, every holiday gets like something off. So yeah. we're off, we're off for the lunar new year's we've discussed. We're off for some Ides. We're off for some random, very random holidays. So do you get any uh, Muslim holidays? Be, yeah. So I'm saying the, I, 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 I don't food air. Is that it? I don't, there's like two I holidays. I think. But uh, yeah. okay, so well, that's a pretty good holiday because essentially you just there's not like you know some Jewish holidays you can't eat bread or you can't eat at all. Restaurant is not any of that stuff. You, but the, you have to have a dinner with your family, you know, kind of thing. And the big, it's like they're not even that clever with like what you have to do. Like they're just like, oh, it's a new year, so got to eat stuff that's round. You know, like you have bread that's round, you have olives round, you have people eat apples, they eat things with honey because they have on a sweet new year. So that you want to, you have to have, you have one fruit that you like is a new fruit, but every year people exactly have pomegranate like every year or kiwi, it's like the same new fruit. Like no one can think of anything else. But so it's like it's sort of it's sort of reminiscent of what's going on. People going to these like farmers uh, farmer table movement where you got to find something interesting. <laughs> this sounds so, very Chinese. Is it with all this? Sim- so? Well, all the symbolism and everything. Everything represents oh, yeah. something. Also, the idea that you just go sit around and have dinner with your family and everybody stares at each other for a couple hours. 
But do you guys burn yeah. anything? Do you do uh, incense for the ancestors, or do you go to people's graves, or you honor your, the dead, or anything like that involved? No, we're not. The Jews aren't really that into. Um, well, oh, actually, we do do this one thing that's kind of interesting. It's kind of like burning. There's two things. One is there's this thing called um, it's called like Tashlich. I, I didn't actually do it today because maybe I'll, maybe they do it tomorrow. I'm not sure. But it's like they go to like you just to go to like a body of water. So, like, in Long Island City, they come right by my apartment. I got, I've got great Tashley real estate. The Jews all come down. <laughs> I'm, like, right on the water. And, uh, and they, they, they just to, like, say some prayers. And I think it's, like, because like, basically to, to get religious about it, like, Rosh Hashanah is, like, when you're supposed to, like, start saying prayers for asking for forgiveness for all the bad shit you did during the course of the year. Okay. And then Yom Kippur, the holiday people know where we fast, is, like, in 10 days. And that's when, like... It's like they say, like, the book of life is opening up this day, and then, like, God's got 10 days to decide if you're, like, uh, I don't know, going to the book of death or not. Oh, so wow. They, <laughs> they got 10 days to apologize for all your shit. He's got to decide for uh, everybody in 10 days? Yeah, now I don't know what happens. It doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to die the next year if you go to the book of death. So I, I don't really understand that part, but <laughs> that's what they say. But, yeah, so they throw, I think they throw, like, bread in the water. They, they, they go down the water and they'll throw, like, bread in, and, that, and they say these prayers. And that, each bread, like, symbolizes, like, a sin. That you're like throwing away, basically. Oh, I didn't know yeah. you guys so believed. It's kind in... of a pro-littering holiday. If you think about it that way, or feeding, or feeding the bird, the fish. I don't know. Yeah, one other weird, weird thing we do, which is a big hit with both kids and adults alike, it's called the shofar. You know about the shofar? No. It's a uh, a ram's horn. All right, <laughs> it's an old ram's horn. I'm in. And they make it. It's like a musical instrument now, and you got to know how to blow it properly. There's a way you can blow. You get, there's a way I don't know how to do it, but there's a way to blow into it that makes sound. And they have like, it's like, they essentially have three notes. Like one is like a long sound. One is like a short sound. And one is like three, like, uh, 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 sounds. And they, it's like the rabbi will just say the name of the, of the, he'll say like, Takia, and the guy just blows it. And like, that's what they do. And everyone gets all excited. Kids love it. Adults love it. And there's always like a big finish for the guy. Like, and it, essentially the shofar was like the old days when like they would like, it's like the Muslim, uh, prayer alarm almost. Oh. Like a call to prayer kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> And but, why do they do it? They do it because it means, like, come pray? Why do they do it? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I think, uh, <laughs> well, all right, so, <laughs> so the ram thing, I think it's like, it, we, go, we always read the same uh, biblical stories every year when you go there, and I always forget the point. But I think the point is that there's a big theme in the Bible, at least the Jewish part. I don't know about the Jesus part. But in the Jewish part, there's, like, a big theme of, like, sacrificing. Of, like, it's, like, a big theme of, like, women who, who can't have babies are like the heroes and then they always have babies eventually. And then there's always like a thing about the favorite son and the not favorite son, you know? Oh yeah. So like, you know, like, you know, like Abraham, who's like the head of like the Jews and the Christians and the Muslims. Father everything. Abraham had seven sons. He had two. Well, so he had one son with like his handmaid cause his wife couldn't get pregnant. Oh. And then apparently his wife got pregnant at like 99 years old. Right. So then his, that son's his favorite. Cause it's always the second son. The oldest son is never the favorite in the Bible. And, uh, yes. and, uh, then God's like, all right, I'm going to make your people like the greatest, but you've got to kill your son. You've got to sacrifice him to me. Yes. Yes. So he's going to, so he's like about to sacrifice him. And, um, then he like changed, then he, when he sees that he's going to do it, he's like, no, don't do it. Sacrifice a ram instead. So because, because he, he was like crazy enough that he was going to kill his bo- his baby or his son. Uh, he was rewarded because that's, that's, it's an interesting message, right? But anyway, so the Ram got sacrificed, take his horn. Now we blow it <laughs> and everyone wins. We get a popular musical instrument. Great. For- <laughs> Go Rams. <laughs> 
So should I, and then, you know, the thing of it is, is that every year I think to myself when I'm at synagogue and we're like, you know, you're actually, the rabbi's talking and you're supposed to be like praying and saying, you know, apologies for things since you've done it. You know what I'm thinking about? What? Besides the podcast and how it could be better. I'm also, <laughs> I'm also thinking that this is where I'm going to get my start on the Gentiles. I'm going to do my New Year's resolutions now. Yes. It's always in September. You know, I can get a three month headway. I can start losing weight now. I can start improving and being more committed to things I want to do now. And that, so that's what I think the podcast should do. I think all these other, all these other podcasts that we're going to be competing with, they, those guys are coming back from New Year's Eve parties, drunk and saying, this is what we need to do to be better. We need to do it now. I, I'm in. I think it's a brilliant idea. I was going to ask you if they even had resolution. Do they do resolutions? No. That's why it's still cutting edge. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, why not? It's New Year's. Well, New Year's resolutions. I don't know if does Chinese, does Chinese New Year's, do they do resolutions? <laughs> no. It feels like a very American idea. It is to like join a gym and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, is it really smart gyms? Like maybe in like areas of Brooklyn, I don't know. They like start honestly getting you on Rosh Hashanah, but I would say Chinese people probably if they do them, they do them on regular New like our New Year, American New Year, as I call it. But on Chinese New Year, they wouldn't do it. But we need to do it. Let's do it. Should we? Should we come up? Some, should we do some uh, resolutions right yeah, now? Some year of 5,779 5, resolutions. You know what? Yeah, after 5,775 years, it's about time. 79, yes. 79. It's about time we got this right. It's about time. <laughs> all right, well, why don't I go first? Because I have, I've been thinking about these all year. The minute I, see, oh. what, what I do is I come up with resolutions and then I don't do them, but I already start thinking about next year's pretty early. All right, yeah. So, so I've had these on the docket year. for a while. Know it was next year. And especially, it's not the burden of, you know, um, like the uh, what uh, regular American New Year. I don't know. What's the PC term for New Year's? Uh, yeah, it's the B. I, yeah, I don't know what you're allowed to say nowadays. Let's call, let's call <laughs> it American. Jesus, for Amer- the Jesus New Year? For the, so here, the for sun the, calendar? The thing is, for like the Jesus New Year, for January 1st New Year, there's all this pressure that you got to do stuff. Uh, you got to lose weight or you got to eat right or you got to do, I don't know, read more books. And I don't like that pressure to keep up with everybody. I, I, I really love this idea because there's no pressure. There's no precedent. No one else has done one yet. So when we set goals, they can be whatever we want. And I know exactly. where to start. And nobody knows. We're, a, we're, we're beating them and they don't even know we're competing. Exactly. That's and it. that's how you win. And so, okay, I'm going to go first. My first resolution for uh, Rosh Hashanah is to stop tipping at restaurants. <laughs> I don't like tipping. I've never liked it. I've never, they, you don't do it in China. You don't do it uh, abroad, barely. It depends on what country, but China, 0% tipping. I think that a restaurant should pay people a wage so that it's not on me to pay for the person. Also, I want to see if, it's, if there's a price on a menu, that should be the price. I don't right, get you don't it. Have to do all this math, double the tax, or twenty oh, percent of the get out of here. Food. It's false advertising. And then, but what I just found out, Kaplan, is that I didn't know this. I'm just recently getting woke, and I found out that in woke culture, they're also against tipping. They are. Yeah, because it turns out it's a racist uh, form of payment that goes all the way back to slave times. You tell me, we how's restaurant tipping? That's how the that's how the, that's how it's supposed to work. First of all, Cap, read a book, a.k.a. watch MTV, because they're very against tipping, all the woke, woke teenagers. Because what it is, is it comes from slave times when they, didn't, they paid slaves zero, and then after slavery got abolished, 
all in the South, all the restaurant owners and everybody said, fine, we, cause we have to, we don't want to pay you a living wage. So they came up with this idea that we'll pay you a dollar. And then the rest, if you want to get more money, you have to go around asking people in the restaurant. Right, that's- and the U.S. Right. government, the racist U.S. government, decided it was legal. They said, fine, you can do that. So that's been the loophole ever since. I didn't support slavery. I don't support these uh, aristocrats <laughs> in the South, and I don't support tipping. That's amazing because I, you know, I was the pizza delivery guy, and I, because of tipping, I made so much more than everyone else who works there, and they all hated me for it. They resented me. But you're telling me no. that in, I was the most – I was really the slave. You were the slave. I was making a low, less money with them before it. Yeah, I, I, now I feel better. I was, that means I was wrong. So I, I support what you're saying. And I'll, I will say one thing, though. I, I, we, could, we could get a list of rest, there are restaurants in New York City that don't take tipping now. You know about this? My wife was telling me this the other day. They're progressive. Right. So I went to one the other day. Uh, and it was a very good restaurant, like, uh, like Poke. Po- I, I refuse to order poke anywhere, so I don't. You talking I about poke bowls? That like yeah, Japanese sushi bowl yeah, thing? I, I ordered other stuff because I just refuse to get in with that trend. But they had a big sign on the menu that said, "Do not tip. We pay that whole thing. We pay like a living wage, and our staff is very this and that." Yes. And then on the on the on the on the credit card thing, it came and it said, "Please, you do not need to give a tip if and you can't like leave on the. It basically said something about you could leave a tip in cash." but you do not need to. It's great. So I didn't tip. Our waitress was very good, but I swear to God, I noticed on the way out when I try to make small talk with her because we're standing, we're like looking at the art in the restaurant. She seemed to have sold on me a little. Like, I, I don't uh, know. Like, I well, still I don't want to tip. <laughs> I don't stand for that. You can't have it both ways. You can't tell right. me, oh no, I don't want it. I don't want it. Then the minute you don't give it to him, you get mad that you didn't get it. Anyway, right. that's but step I saw, one. But I see what they're saying, too, because I didn't get that rush of like, look at what great I am. She was a great waitress. I gave her a really generous tip. I'm a great man. So I'm sorry. They're taking that power away from me, you. Well, I don't. I'll do it. I'll I'll go with you. I'm not going to tip. Okay, good. I'm telling you, I apologize that I'm coming from a community that treats uh, in China where they treat everyone as equals. That's my fault. But anyway, that's your fault. So that's number one. That's my number one um, uh, 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 Rosh Hashanah New Year's resolution. Should I do number two? You want me to do one? You do one, then I'll do my second one. All right, my resolution, and this is for both of us, although you've already been on top of it a little bit better than me, but it's more, it's more down the road of a typical New Year's resolution, but I have a good reason. It's podcast-related, and that is that I'm going to start doing what you do and not eat gluten and all that Whoa! shit. I'm, I'm falling apart. My hip, I can barely walk. We, sit, we, got a big, we got a lot of big plans for this podcast. We got, we're, we got some TV stuff we're talking about, all sorts of projects. I've got to have energy. So I think that if there are 101 episodes, because I've always had this crutch of like, we, I got to be like, uh, this is like, this is like the comedy world. You don't care about like appearances. You don't care about eating yes. healthy. That's for that. John Belushi. No, I'm, like, the I'm vein doing of what you're Belushi. doing. I'm going the other way. I'm going the opposite. I'm going to be healthy because I'm, I, you're falling apart. My, I can't barely walk up steps. I can't carry shit. I'm falling. Like, I'm like an old man. And that's not good because this podcast, uh, we need to present a youthful uh, vibrant, uh, rebellious, alt-middle persona. You're right. You can't be the party of the old crippled. No. And your back and my hip. We can't be foot. I, uh, <laughs> evil. We can't be Dick Cheney wheeling around in his... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't be John McCain, rest in peace. You know, we got we to gotta seem youthful and not injured. Good. So All right. Party. We got to be the party of the gluten-free. So I'm going this way. Sounds good. Okay, yeah. next up, I have Gamble More. 
I oh, you, I don't gamble enough. For me. Every time you I don't. I don't. Every time I gamble, I have a blast. I have a great time. I went to um, Atlantic City, New Jersey, to do comedy a couple months ago. I went to a couple casinos when I was out there. Had a blast. It's always great. I won't gamble. I'm so scared of gambling anyway that I never lose more than like 20 bucks. So I'm going to yeah. push myself to try to lose more. Or oh, push to lose. Put more on the line. That's what I'm saying. Because most people say, you know, like, your New Year's resolution traditionally is gamble less or don't gamble at all. This is the alt middle, baby. Going, we go yeah, the alt middle. I like it. And I have an opportunity. I'm going to invite you uh, next time I do a poker night with some friends, including Surge from Queens. There's a, you know, on a poker game I go to. I just had one over the weekend. Yes. The next one, you're coming to it. All right. Because I don't, do you know anything about poker? It's a very lost in America experience because I don't know the rules. So I'm a disaster. So, <laughs> oh, no. I, well, you know I want to play like Texas all over. I've played before. I don't really remember, but I want to gamble more on sports. I enjoy gambling on sports, but I'll, I'll do poker. I mean, anything. And this is what I need. This is what I, you need friends. Whenever you set resolutions, you need friends to keep you accountable. So that's you for yeah. me. No, and this poker night will keep you like, it's a very, you do, you touch all the bases. It's got food. It's got lots of booze. It's got, they take a break. You got a very programmed thing. You got a break to take to smoke cigars. Oh my so you feel like a real, a real man a real, all night. Yeah. And then you lose all your money and it's great. Come home broke and drunk. But, uh, and if you want to gamble on sports, I, I know a few guys. <laughs> Sounds good. You got a, a guy offshore, maybe? I, we, we need offshore. I got, we got, I got characters in the city <laughs> who are all they're, all, they're all great podcast guests. So if you owe them enough money, maybe you can uh, convince them they're coming on the pod as a way to pay a foreign payment. And, you know, I just thought of one thing I want to throw out. It's like a mini resolution on a personal level, but I want to really work on. I say right and like too much in this podcast. I'm going to wean it out on my vocabulary. Ooh, I'm gonna, okay. I'm, I'm going to make it a drinking game when I listen back to the podcast. But something I don't want to drink. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you punish yourself. Go right or like, it's going to do a shot. And either way you win, so, you punish yourself by getting drunk. So that's fun. All right, Kappa, before we get to the news, we got a couple things to do with the alt-middle. The alt-middle business to take care of here. This, yeah, this platform's right. really taken off. we got people who like it uh, around the world. And so we got to introduce one more issue that we're going to take a side on on the alt middle. All right. I don't even know what the issue is, and I'm already ready. Chomping a bit to take a side. The issue is that, you, okay, you know how, like, in uh, liberal America, the, the, the enemy is uh, white, cisgender white men. That's, that's a lot of times what people talk about. That's the problem, right? People right. Like, and I remember when this podcast began – uh, I was like always wanting to talk about this whole cisgender thing because it was so bizarre to me at that time, like a hundred episodes ago. Yes. I, I didn't even know what the term meant. I'd hear people say it. And then now we reached the point where if I, I came and talk about that, that's like, uh, it's so accepted that you could say cisgender. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I learned, I think I learned what it meant like maybe 50 episodes ago, that term. Yeah. And then it's a, it's a derogatory term for men who aren't gay. Right. Well, it's not supposed to be derogatory, but it's supposed to be like, we need to, you don't just get to say like normal. You're not just like normal. You're okay, but you're is cisgender. It, is it ever used in a positive light? Not usually, no. Okay, so it's derogatory. Mm, right. Oh, good point. Check that. No one's ever like, hey, this is my best friend. This, this cisgender guy's awesome. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. So he's like, my best, this, my best friend is cisgender. Hey, this is cisgender Kaplan over he's here. So, he's a great guy. Cisgender Kaplan, new, <laughs> new Twitter account. Cisgender Cap. So anyway, that's the, we're the enemy. We're the enemy of the of the left, right? The alt left, I would say. Right. 
So the enemy, the alt middle needs an enemy. And it can't be that because that's the alt left's already taken it. So our. Right. And also, we are cisgender women. Yeah. yeah. We can't can't hate ourselves. We can't hate ourselves. That's illegal. So. But it's tough because you're going to. There's not really a lot of minorities we're allowed to hate. I mean, Russians, but we, you know, I don't know. My sons are Russian, so I can't hate them. So you got to give me something else. No, we're not going minority. We're going cisgender white women. Oh, I like it. The enemy of the alt male, the alt middle. And it's uh, it's it's easy at this point because I honestly think that they're becoming the new enemy of most people anyway. Everyone calls them Becky. Have you heard that? That's a term. No, I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a Brooklyn thing. You're in Brooklyn. Enlighten me. Oh, that's like this new term. If you want to dismiss a white woman, you're like, shut up, Becky. All right, Becky. <sighs> like any woman who calls the cops on kids that are trying to sell lemonade at lemonade stands. It's always like some white chick. It's with, always a cisgender white woman who's doing cis, that, for I, sure. It's, it's always a cisgender white woman. I will say this. Both ways. The only caveat, if it's someone I know personally, or someone who's been on our pod, or someone who's related to me, you're all okay. And that, well, that, that that's, that's the thing with everything. Like, I, I've always hated pretty much... I've, I, I was way ahead of the, the left on this. I've always hated straight white men, <laughs> if I didn't know them. Like, I've always hated all, like, any... Buddy, anybody who's similar to me, but I don't know you, I've like douche guys at a bar, anything. I always hate all of them. Very true. I've always liked like any minority older man I've ever met. I've instinct. I always like him unless he does something to me. I always like everybody. And obviously women love women, but white men, I hate you all. So yeah, I don't you're know right. how the curve on this. Anyone, remember those like, like guys who wear like just those hats with the name of like a white hat with just the block letters of their college on it. Those, yes. And they wear, oh. uh, they kind of have like that shaggy Bieber haircut and they wear like a polo shirt and then shorts, but the polo shirt's tucked into the shorts. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the type of people. I've always hated those kind of people. Anyone who's too similar right. to me, you're right. It's, it's really a shame we can't hate them too, but we have to be different. We have so to be different. So we're going to have to come up to the women. And, you know, you have really protected yourself well. You've married uh, a woman from China. Yes. So you, you got no... Uh, me, I'm a little tighter position, but we're gonna go, we're uh, for the purposes of the alt middle. We're counting Jews as not white, right? Because I mean, Jews, otherwise, not until very recently were Jews considered white, as far as I know. Yeah, I mean, Hitler didn't think we're white, so we're not white. Bam, <laughs> simple. Plenty of country clubs still don't think you're white. <laughs> exactly. All right, <laughs> Hitler are the official. <laughs> we're gonna tell the intern to, to wipe that out of the records with this episode. <laughs> exactly, and. Oh, we have a candidate. Democracy in the house and the city. Vote, vote, vote. Raise up your hands and vote, vote, vote. You better take a stand in. Vote, vote, vote. You can make the game plan. Vote, vote, vote. The future is in your hands. Back in the day, we had kings and queens. Her name is Julia Salazar. So she is running for the 18th district of the New York State Senate, and she's running in the primary. Tomorrow is the election. So everyone's got to go out and vote for her. Everyone who's in the 18th district who also (laughs) listens to this podcast. Yeah, we have, I'm sure, a lot of people. 18th is high. That's my number. Um, I'm sure we have people up there, wherever that is in New York State. And, you know, she hates white women so much (laughs) that she uh, identifies as a Colombian Jew. Wow. So she was actually 
they've some people have some journalists have dug in and they've discovered she was actually born in America and is not Jewish, <laughs> and she is crazy because. So one of the things about the alt middle that we've talked about is there's no consistency, right? Exactly. We encourage flip flopping even if it makes no sense. So apparently a few years ago she was a super conservative Christian who was like running. She was on Glenn Beck's podcast all the time and show. She was a very very anti-abortion, all this stuff, right? And that's only a couple years ago. And now she's running as a democratic socialist, who's <laughs> Jewish and from Colombia. And everything's different, her whole thing. And she's like, everything about her is different. She's transformed herself. And she, she apparently was, uh, it's it, it possible she was having an affair with Keith Hernandez at one point, the great baseball player and Seinfeld star, and impersonated his wife to try to steal money out of her bank account. She's got it all. This girl's got it all. She really, she's a five-tool uh, candidate. Yeah, and the Democratic Socialists are going to vote for her no matter what because they just want they want people who are not like she's running in one of the primaries against one of these old Democrat uh, guys who've been in power forever. People. Oh yeah, they don't like them, and they they don't like them because they're like politicians who know what they're doing, machine guy people, right? We, we don't like them either. We don't want. We want to take them down, and we only care about the you know I, I don't, the issues. Maybe I don't agree with her on the issues, but I agree with her passion and for reinventing herself and for just having balls. She's got balls. She doesn't like. She doesn't. She doesn't the thing. She doesn't like the thing that like, Trump does that uh, Ange Goldstein talked about when he's on the podcast. Like the no sell thing. Like there has been no like explanation for any of her past or her fraud. Or like, she got arrested for that thing. She didn't get charged, but she was like, uh, like she hasn't explained her apologies for any of this. She just keeps going and like is critic. Like her people like criticize the people who talk about this stuff. Yes. Like that, that they're, you're allowed to identify with whatever you want, but then you're not allowed to, like they're calling them like using race science or whatever to say you're not a Colombian. <laughs> oh, wow. She sounds like great. She's also, you say all these things she's done in her life. She's, she's accomplished all these while only being 27 years old. I know. She's, she's really amazing. She's done it. Like we have, we, this is what we need. Okay. People who can just do all, jump all over the place. Yes. By with, young age. With no moral compass. And we can maybe latch on to her and give her the compass. Like if she understands the alt middle, backed her and got her elected, you know. We'll have to see what her. We'll have to see what her stance is on plastic straws. So we'll get to that next week. Oh, we'll we'll find out. And we can get an interview with her once she wins, and we'll discuss the plastic straw case before the general election. Uh oh, uh oh, Cap! I just read something. She is staunchly pro Palestine. I know that's what I like about her (laughs) because she makes no sense. She was like an in her past life. She was like a hardcore pro-Israel activist who was like on. She was basically she basically was doing like the Brian Colangelo thing, the burner account thing, where she was like on all these websites using like different names, arguing for Israel, and then she deleted a bunch of that shit. But she some of it's still up, and now she's arguing against Israel, and like it's the same person. <laughs> it was like five years ago. Manna from <laughs> heaven. That's what I say. All right, let's get to the news. Yeah, play the news music. Play the music. news story of the week comes to us from tonic.com Kaplan most Americans are too fat to donate their bodies to science well we finally <laughs> done it. it congratulations America Cap what do you think uh, 
I think um, I think that's perfect. That's like perfect America at peace. Like we have, what else is there going to accomplish? We can take a bow. We can walk off. We've yeah. done it. Like, I mean, what does that mean? Like, what, what, how fat are we? Other countries? We're just us, sir. It's a pretty high level of fat, but here's what I think. I think it's a good thing because, first of all, it couldn't happen to a more perfect country because half of Americans don't believe in science anyway. So who cares? They don't want to donate their body to it. And then, second of all, uh, we, we, the fatter you are, you're not going to go to science. And great, so you're not going to end up in one of those museums where they shave your skin off and hang you from the rafters. Like they do with the Chinese prisoners, well, you know. Well, donating science, like how many people? Basically, what that means is when you die, instead of having like you've self buried or cremated, you just let them. You have to pay. Is this a way to get out of paying for a funeral? Where you just have to you give yourself to a, a museum or something, to a to a med school or something? I don't. I guess, but you know how they make it such a big deal when you apply for your driver's license? They're like, oh, you're gonna check that you're donating your body to science or not? Like it's like the original being woke. Like if you're really woke, then you give your body oh, to organ science. Donors. Organ yeah. donors, that's yeah. The, thing. the Jews are against the organ donating. Like I'm, that's against another the, reason why I need to become a Jew. I'm so against it. I'm also yeah. It's like you say all that tattoo thing. Like we're not allowed to be organ donors, but I think at some point I might have allowed myself. I might have been like, well, I don't know. I'm not. I, I wanna. I don't wanna be seen as backwards. If but somebody pulls, if someone looks at my ID. Oh, I don't care. I don't care at all. I because also they isn't just, that. So they spend the first 50, the last 50 years begging everybody to donate their organs. And now they say they have so many organs, they get to pick and choose which ones are hot and which ones aren't. I got to be a yeah, 10 they, to give up an organ now? Well, that's the thing. And I think they're, like, I was, the, the, thing, the reason why I don't think they want fat people is that they, have, like, they want students to practice on, on people who are like the way people are supposed to look, right? And it's easy, you know, the flesh is like fatty or whatever, but like, you got to get these, we want to have the top doctors and scientists out there. They got to be practicing on re what's real, you know? Yeah. Also, like, uh, if anything, they should be accepting thin people because who, how many thin people go to the doctor? I was going to say fat people have more diseases, so they're going to be at the doctor more, more often. And they're way more, they complain more. They don't want to fix it themselves. They want to just get fixed at the doctor's office. So these are the people you're seeing if you're a doctor. Uh, you know, any, a lot of emergencies, if like who's, if like someone breaks through, uh, something breaks because someone's too fat and then get it, they need to be hospitalized immediately. You're the fat guy. It's Not crazy. Guy. This is what they say. They just the they can't get them out of the car. They're, you know, I, I don't know. I just think this is, they're not being realistic. These, uh, these, uh, these superficial organ donor takers. Last news story of the week, Kaplan. This comes to us from the telegraph viral children's song baby shark embroiled in row over sexism <laughs> i don't know that's amazing what it wait should i do should you I, know the this song i know the song they're talking about no i don't this, oh my god you have to listen to it should be the closing song of this podcast baby shark Dumb. um it's this very irritating i first became aware of it earlier this summer when I went to see uh, my kids at the, at the Y at the camp, they did like a presentation the last day where they play a song and they dance for it. And Ruby's was this baby shark song. And it's just like, it's like baby shark. And you just like, basically they just, they go, dun, 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 and they just list like every member of the family. Okay. And it's just like, uh, it's like, they'll say like mom, mommy shark. And like, there's like a different chomping movement that the mother character makes. And then the dad makes one and the grandma makes one and the grandpa makes one. And it's on YouTube, of course. That's how this is the classic thing that became big because of the YouTube video. <laughs> but so, now it's like a song. Like the kids listen to it, but like it's actually like a hit single. I think in like it's like a top fifty song or something. The actual song. So why is it sexist? 
Well, they're saying, I think they're saying uh, in Korea, so that's the thing, like, you know, all these YouTube videos we talk about, there's different versions, like in Russia, all these different countries have their own versions of all these different songs. In the, uh, in the Korean version, if you watch it, they, 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 apparently they say, when they say mommy shark, they say pretty, and they say daddy shark, strong, and they say grandma shark, kind, and grandpa shark, cool, and apparently that's, I don't know. Wait, you can't do that? I'm stuck at I'm shocked that in Korea, like I could see like on some like very progressive college campus, but like I'm South Korea, it is South Korea we're talking about, right? Because in North Korea, <laughs> yeah, of course, that is strong. they got bigger <laughs> issues to deal with in North Korea. Yeah, but I try to, I, this is a story that broke earlier in the week and I tried to watch the video, uh, the Korean one and the one I found, it's, that part wasn't in. So I think that they've already caved and re-edited the song, which is amazing to me. So the problem is they, that like, they're removed- saying the dad's strong and the mom's pretty? And the grandma's kind. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Those are compliments. Those are compliments. Bam, bam, bam. I mean, I, the grandma. Like, how's that offensive to call your grandma kind? But, but uh, I think my whole thing is this song. In it's a very. I hear a lot of irritating music in my life, in my line of work. This one is really up there. It's it's one of the most irritating songs. So if if this is what I think this was all bullshit. Some dad could not fucking stand, or some mom could not stand listening to the song over and over again. So they decided to create an issue. Just to try to get the song banned. Yeah, so or or because this doesn't none of this makes sense. So the other option is it could be like what they're doing, what like Two Live Crew did, and they're trying to get banned on purpose to try to make it go even more viral. Apparently, wow, this is crazy. The video has been viewed 1.65 billion times with a B on YouTube. Billion, right? Because if you said million, I would say that's nothing on YouTube land, but billion. 1.65 billion. That means. A quarter of the people in the world have seen this, or a fifth of the people in the world have seen this video. So they're trying to get it banned so then they can double that. I'm on their side. Yeah, but really, when that, when you hear about something, this has been seen 1.3 billion times. That's like 100,000 kids have watched it like 10 million times each or something. Because that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's how many times these kids watch it. That's over and over and over, good, over again. Good quick math on that, so too. I'm glad Captain. to know that's universal. I'm glad to know that there's, there's, there's parents. In all these countries, that's what can bring us together. World peace is possible. Like all of these countries, Korea, South Korea, North Korea, I'm sure if they had the technology, but Russia, everywhere in the world, parents are being tortured by the same horrible, crazy shit their kids are watching on YouTube. So that's good. That's comforting, no? I think it is. I think, yeah, I think what we can do, this opens up a whole window of uh, touring, comedy touring, where all you do is you just make fun of these videos. You can go around the world. You don't even have to change your act at all. Everyone watches the same stupid kids videos. Is that like going to be the new like? What's the most universal joke? Whenever you travel, you don't you never change. Sure, traffic. Like, this is traffic. Traffic's classic. Well, yeah. So this is the new. This is the this airline is the airline travel. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's my tip for all the uh, people who don't have kids out there. Learn learn this weird shit, and you can fake it halfway. You're halfway there. Fantastic. Well, Kaplan, that is it. That is the podcast. Enjoy the rest of your Rosh Hashanah holiday. Uh, all right, well, you know what you should do? What? Get lost and Lashana Kovad after all. Hey, get lost. Grandma shark do 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 do
Grandpa Shark. Do, 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 Grandpa Shark.